Can you guys stop swearing? I have children over here. Next time you swear, I'm gonna call the cops. Let me tell you something, brother. What you gonna do with the largest arms on the internet gone wild on you? It's Sunday, it's 2 p.m. Eastern Time, and it's Board Wrestling Fan, episode 291. Yeah. I, that was from last year, I was saving that one from last week. And I, 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 did, the, I changed it last match to Cornholio because I heard Beavis and, I have Beavis and Butthead, the, um, the, the Beavis and Butthead Experience album in my iPod that came out, so I'm like, oh, Cornholio. <laughs> <laughs> I am the great Cornholio. That is a great album, by the way. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. It, well, what, what, was there originals on that? I don't even remember, though. I know I had it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, there was the share one. They did the uh, share one. Sort of thingy, right? And they then did they did, that. like, voiceover stuff. Yeah. They, they did basically, like, voiceover stuff between uh, songs, songs, and they did the song with uh, the dude from Positive K. Yeah. Come to Butthead. <laughs> right. Megadeth's 99 Ways to Die was on that album. Um, okay. Nirvana. Nirvana's I Hate Myself and Want to Die, which I was ironically released just a couple months before he actually killed actually killed himself. Allegedly. Oh, Remember that time we partied with Anthrax? <laughs> <laughs> I never knew that was a Beastie Boys cover until like, I actually got Paul's Boutique like five years later. Oh, okay. <laughs> I actually had one of, my, one of my favorite Rancid songs of all time on there, I Wonder Riot. It's fucking awesome. Oh, great, yeah. Great song. Now is that is that the Beavis and Butthead soundtrack or the Beavis and Butthead experience? That's two different or two different albums. Yeah, I'm talking soundtrack. I'm not familiar with experience. The Beavis and Butthead experience is what we're talking about. It's actually what happens is it it's kind of got like skits, then songs, and then there's like skits yeah. and you between things like like they like they come they come in and it's like um they're doing live they're playing they're doing da they're doing it like in front of a, a live crowd. And then they go, whoa, that's pretty cool. Hey, 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 Beavis. You know, and it's like, this is one we just wrote, and it goes into Nirvana. And then after that, there's a little skit after that. And then, then they go to the Anthrax song, you know. It's it's a pretty cool album to check out. It's almost yeah, like it's almost like you're watching a, an episode, but you're just listening to it. Pretty yeah, much. I uh, with Run DMC. <laughs> yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Oh, I know a lot of these songs, I guess. That's another compilation. Huh, okay. I mean, I, I fucked up. I, I just assumed one was on the other, but well, well. <laughs> so this came out before? Yeah, it came out in 1994. Yeah, okay. Okay, yeah, I predated the, the movie. Huh, okay. I, I, a long time ago. Maybe, maybe I did. I might have even had this and just not even remember. Is that that Nirvana track on there that was released elsewhere? Anthrax cover, I know that. Hmm. Of course, Megadeth on DMC. Yeah, yeah, okay. I don't know, man. Hard to say. Too boring. Mm -hmm. Must have been a hidden track on there, right? Yeah, that was Come the one with positive. Yeah, there was two versions. There was one without Positive K, and the Positive K version was the hidden track. Okay. Yeah, I had the one with the hidden track. I had it on cassette back in the day. Yeah, I had it too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, just... Probably helps if I plug the computer back in. 
Uh, professionalism at its finest. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I like to destroy stuff. <laughs> he didn't say certs. He said search. <laughs> Searching sucks. <laughs> but then, you know, like, breaking stuff is cool. <laughs> <laughs> that was my favorite part of the whole <laughs> Chili Peppers cover of Search and Destroy. <laughs> Might have to listen to that again later. It's been a while. You said I only had the cassette, so I don't have a digital copy. I have to get it from Google Play. Well, yeah, I, I have the I had it on cassette, but I, a couple of years, a few years ago, I bought it at a um, records at a record fair for like cheap. So I, I got that's how I got it on CD. I I've yeah. never seen it like used anywhere. I haven't come across, but I haven't really been searching for it either. Um, so there's that. Yeah, I've got the CD somewhere in storage, probably buried underneath boxes upon boxes. I'm sure my tape is long gone, but I have my Google Play subscription so I can listen to it anytime I want anyway. I could just steal it online because, you know, you could do the that. Internet. Certainly. I mean, that's what I that's how I watched the uh, Conor McGregor fight. That's how most people watch the Conor McGregor fight. <laughs> I watched it. Some dude was uh, live streaming on Instagram. And I just so I, I was doing some work on my website. I just propped my phone up and I watched it that way. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why you don't check those links, man, but you got to see it. You know, I was looking in the flock because didn't the flock used to have a uh, a thing for links for streams? Yeah, Facebook shut that down. We found a way around it though for the hockey season coming up, though. Oh, okay, that's because uh, that's where I was looking, and that's why I, you know, posted what I posted and tagged you, like hoping that you had a, a hookup for me. Uh, it was because I couldn't find where I usually go for the links. Not I that did, I go but I was very often. Watching at my brother's, and so. Yeah. I wasn't really checking Facebook, and then that's why I'm like, right, well, right. check those two sites. I know, I knew it was in the other two. Um, or or Batsky was like putting the links up because yeah, he was streaming. Like I like I said, I found it. I found, you know it was uh, it was just literally some guy holding his phone up to his TV <laughs> recording it. Um, yeah, I actually ended up live broadcasting the ninth round before Facebook shut me down. Yeah, it, you uh, you had posted that uh, they shut it down quick, and that's what yeah. happened originally. It was. One of my uh, one of my friends was live streaming, and I was oh well, cool. I'm just gonna watch his stream, and it got shut down. Like he was streaming from the entrances, it got shut down like as soon as Mayweather popped on screen. Okay. So like yeah, it, it, those Facebook algorithms for copyright detection are fucking good. <laughs> Very fast. I I got two two and a half minutes to the ninth round, and then the big the warning thing comes up, and it's like we've detected this copyright message um uh, along the lines of saying that um it, it, do you wish to continue streaming we'll be notifying the owners of this content do you want it to delete or save and i'm like yeah i think i'll delete yeah that's probably a good idea I, and I, I still had like 25 to 30 of my friends like watching that one around <laughs> oh i believe started it started popping up bam 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 <laughs> i believe i was like well, oh, the kicker was that was like the the match ended like a minute into the next round. So. Right. Oh, well. 
I, well, the thing was, like, I found, you know, I saw my one friend was streaming, so I started watching his stream, and then I saw somebody else was uh, looking for a way to watch the fight, and somebody posted screenshots uh, from this Instagram stream. So I just, I looked at the username, I went on, and I looked up the user, and sure enough, he was live streaming, and I caught the whole fight. Yep, with with the, with added commentary, it's, uh, <laughs> you screen screenshot the uh, the web address or whatever. Yeah, so I I got to watch it with uh, with added commentary from some guy I didn't know and his friends that were watching the fight. So it was. Did you it, guys catch the part when the announcers were fighting with each other? Yeah, and more Ranallo and and whoever else the boxing guy. Um, so that anyone who didn't see it, like during the fight, Floyd Mayweather was questionably turning his back right and so they had like a little a little uh squabble where it was basically like playground you know boy was turning his back and oh yes yes he is and it was just it was pretty funny <laughs> <laughs> but they didn't fight unfortunately i was disappointed i was hoping for a run-in we didn't get one yeah i the mean for me during the entire intro, did you see that? No, I, that I missed because I got in like, I think I got in like early in the like like in the first round or second round. I I didn't, you know, I I got in on the first round because the guy was. Yes. I remember the guy uh, who was streaming. It was like, well, yeah, Mayweather just won that, or uh, McGregor just won the first round. Yeah, McGregor McGregor was looking good in the first few rounds. Yeah, but that's typical of a Floyd match anyway. But right, uh, the referee at the start. He's got them both in the, you know, in the center and he's talking to him about the rules like you would normally do. The entire time, he never looks at Floyd. The entire time, he's looking right at McGregor, explaining all the rules about what he's going to do. <laughs> and he's like, I'm, I'm just going to say stop. I'm not going to grab you guys. And, and like, it's just, it was pretty, pretty amusing. And of course, later, he does end up having to grab, grab McGregor because Floyd does keep turning his back. Like, there's no denying that. Um, you did it a couple times, but there was a lot of rules they kind of had to dismiss. Like McGregor had to keep catching himself and punching him in the back of the head and things like that. Yeah, because that's like you know against the uh, the it's against style the punching you facing forward. So right, it's against the boxing rules, but it's not uh, apparently against the MMA rules. Which uh, uh, you know, know, conversations that I've had earlier in the week were you know people were like, oh, McGregor's going to knock him out in three rounds, like. Floyd Mayweather is an undefeated professional boxer who does this for a living. Conor McGregor's an MMA fighter, and from what I'm told, he's a he's a pretty good one. <laughs> but that does not translate into you're going to win a boxing match with a professional boxer. Sure. And sure enough, like you said, McGregor was holding his own those first few rounds, and then as the fight wore on, he was <laughs> visibly tired. Yeah, it started to show obviously in the uh, in the ninth and the tenth. But regardless of uh, you know going in and the the, the cynicism, I, I thought that was a highly entertaining, uh, a highly entertaining time. I, I I certainly was surprised and happily surprised in that regard because I I you know I said I said it was going to be bullshit and I'm wrong. Well, it was good. And McGregor did a way better than anyone gave him credit for. So good on him and. And, you know, both those guys ended up making a shit ton of money. Oh, of I don't know the exact number. I've heard as high as, like, Floyd made $200 million himself. I think Floyd got 100 and uh, Connor got 30 
Is that the final? Uh, that, I I don't know about the final, but that's what uh, that was what they were standing to make going into the fight. So I don't know what the final was. Yeah, since the fight, I heard Floyd. I've heard as high as two hundred. Yeah, it's it's entirely possible with pay per view sales and everything. Who knows? But um, I I haven't really looked into it much because I've been pretty much on the go literally all weekend. Like I was lucky to be home to watch the fight. Um, so I mean, which you know, I I really I wasn't planning on watching the fight, but then I was home, so I'm like, let me see if I can find a stream, and if I can find a stream, cool. If not, cool. I'll just find out who won afterward. Um. Now, I'm, I'm not a big boxing fan. I, I don't think I've ever, aside from that fight last night, watched an entire boxing match that wasn't in a Rocky movie. Uh, so, like, is that is that common for a fight to be stopped like that? Happens sometimes, yeah. Yeah, I mean, because I know uh, in the, in the post-fight, uh, Conor McGregor was like, oh, he should have let me go down swinging. It's pretty <laughs> common in UFC as well. Okay. Stop stoppage is kind of a referee discretionary thing. Right. So if if he feels yeah, he it's his job to decide if he feels that the opponent that's getting hit a bunch is Can't unable to defend himself, um, basically. Yeah, and to prevent okay. injury. So now obviously McGregor was pretty critical of that after the fight. If you saw the interview, he was I did. talking about saying he should have just let him drop me. Right. It's hard to know with both of those guys what's a work and what's not. Also, they are, yeah, yeah. But they're, um, I don't know, man. I, I, I mean, my opinion is would simply be speculation, and I don't know the whole. So, a friend of mine who is a professional wrestler uh, posted on Facebook uh, that you could you could see uh, Floyd calling spots. So <laughs> I, I don't know about that. I don't know if he was just being facetious with that but i mean he would know better than me if he uh you know caught caught him calling spots or whatever so <laughs> was, it, was there a spot in the match where mo flew in and took mcgregor away <laughs> no that would have been awesome though yeah mcgregor never honestly he never he only threw a little bit of the 10th round did he look like he was he's gonna lose other than that it was not I mean, I guess you could argue a couple spots here and there, but there was moments where he landed some pretty nice little <laughs> uppercuts and shit like that on, sure. on Mayweather as well. So I give him I give him credit because like I I had Mayweather going in personally, and I think common sense, as Joe pointed out, you're going up a guy against a guy with that record, and at the end of the day, that's the really shouldn't you shouldn't bet against that unless you're just trying to make a little money and hoping for like that lucky shot yeah i now, i went into I, it uh with that logic and i had no doubt in my mind that mayweather was gonna win but part of me wanted to you know if mcgregor was going to be the one to unseat floyd mayweather from his undefeated position you know that's kind of something you want to see and uh, but the but the odds in Vegas, I actually looked it up. The odds in Vegas were in favor of Mayweather, and despite the fact that a lot of people on social media were saying no, McGregor's got this, including Val Venus. Val Venus was repeatedly posting McGregor's going to beat him in three rounds. Yeah, I saw that. We talked. I think we talked about. I, that I think we did. Yeah. Oh yeah, weed's a hell of a thing. 
The odds did. Yeah, no shit, eh? The 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 odds actually changed quite a bit going into the weekend. Um, My understanding people was people were just making bets on McGregor based on payouts. Was kind of the reason why. Right. At least oh. that's what. But what I I saw a lot of commentary and pre-hype stuff. We were talking about that on Friday. I don't know if they ever shifted at any point. I was expecting they didn't. I don't 100%. think they. I don't think they did because I looked uh, last night. My my kid had uh, cheerleading, and I was sitting up in the bleachers, uh, just kind of like, "What are the odds on this fight?" And uh, I think it was, you know, it was like two, two hundred, two hundred and fifty to one or something. I, I don't know how that all works. It was it was a negative two fifty for Mayweather, and like plus a hundred or something for McGregor. Um, okay. But like, but the idea was, but basically, uh, the article I read said that the odds were uh, further in the favor of Mayweather uh, earlier on, and then as the fight got closer, started shifting towards McGregor. But I think at that point, uh, like, I, I think the card had actually probably started by that point. So I don't know if I, I highly doubt it had changed at any point to have McGregor as the favorite. The uh... Payouts, according to Telegraph, a couple hours ago, both I, I was I, I because I heard this a ton of times, so I was, I wasn't sure. The minimum that they would earn would have been 130, but if the pay-per-view revenue stays online, the total revenues are going to be at least 700 million dollars. Damn. So the fight purse should be worth 300 million dollars. And it's never been a hundred percent confirmed, but the difference would have been somewhere between seventy to thirty versus seventy-five to twenty-five payout. So, like Mayweather is getting seventy or seventy-five percent of that purse. So that, that yeah, belt they that, 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 that belt huh. they fought over was worth a lot of money. I was reading. Yeah, <laughs> I would expect. The revenue on that has to be higher because they're 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 basing it on the Pacquiao uh, fight, which was a big one for boxing. But you're bringing in quite a significant audience with the UFC, and then you're just bringing in all the casual sports fans to boot. Well, I, I tell you what, I, I was doing. Uh, I, I was I was voiceover talent when the Pacquiao fight happened, and I did not do to the to the best of my recollection any voiceovers with regards to Mayweather and Pacquiao for the McGregor fight I've done already at least four and I've got two more that I got to do after this show so I mean that's uh, that tells you right there that this would have more likely been a bigger draw uh, because you are expanding outside of that world of boxing and Conor McGregor is a very uh, popular M uh, MMA fighter that, that, uh, that reminds me of a uh, there's a Twitter account that I follow called uh, Vince McMahon Googling and it had a still image of McGregor and Mayweather and the uh, the caption was Has, have cruiserweights ever drawn any fucking money <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's why they changed the title on the pre-show <laughs> 
Yeah, I thought, uh, you know, not being not being a big fan of boxing or MMA, the draw was still there for, for even me. Like, I would, you know, if it was a reasonably priced pay-per-view and I was in a financial position to purchase it and have people over and watch the show, you know, yeah, that would have been something I'd, I would have likely been interested in doing because it was an event. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't just like, okay, the, here's a, here's a boxing match, like Mayweather Pacquiao. This is, this is like, uh, you know, Muhammad Ali and, uh, uh, who the fuck Inoki. am I thinking of? <laughs> Inoki. Inoki, yeah. Like Ali and Inoki. This is like, this is like that because you're bringing these two worlds together. Um, so, I mean, it, but, but as I've stated to a few people last night, uh, you know, I am not going to pay $100 to watch something on TV. Ever. Yeah. I don't care what it is. Never going to pay 100 bucks to watch something on TV. Yeah, like, mean, meanwhile, everybody was doing that, and I was watching uh, the Pro Wrestling World Cup for free on YouTube. <laughs> oh, yeah, the, the I didn't catch Mexico. Oh, yeah. Don't worry, I was, I was at the State Fair yesterday, so... Yeah, you were. All of the beer. <laughs> Yeah, I was surprised G didn't Photoshop me into any of your pictures. <laughs> <laughs> the group picture. Yeah, right, exactly. I saw that group picture. I'm like, oh boy, here comes my picture in the <laughs> But no, I got photoshopped into a speed a speed picture because I didn't know if I was gonna make it here on time for the show. Yeah. If you know I have what? my laptop, I'm I'm quick as fuck now. So You know what? If if I didn't make the bus that I got on, I would not be home yet. I would have gotten home like five minutes ago. Oh, or Glenn would have got you with the machete, one or the other. Yeah, I, it's it's funny because like, I was I was at the bus station because there's two bus stations in Niagara Falls. I have to take the bus from one to the other to catch the bus to Buffalo, and uh, so I'm like, ah, oh, you know, I got time to kill. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna catch this bus. I'm gonna go over to my old work. I'm gonna say hi to my old boss, and then from there I'll catch the next bus. So the bus that I caught was 15 minutes late to go over to go over to the hotel. And so I'm like, crap. So if it's the same driver, which it most likely would be, like there's no way I'm going to get downtown in time to catch the bus that I need to catch. And I didn't think about it till after I got to the hotel. So, of course, I'm standing outside, I'm waiting, I'm waiting, I'm waiting the guys late. So that's when I sent you guys the message like, "Hey, I don't know if I'm making it on time." And then the guy showed up and I got there just in time to get the Buffalo bus. While I was on the Buffalo bus, I got an email from the uh, Niagara Transit uh, Niagara Frontier Transit Authority. It says that the next Buffalo bus after the one that I got on was canceled and that there wasn't another bus until 1.30. I would not have gotten here until about five minutes ago. So thank God I caught that bus. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Especially because I told somebody I'd have a voiceover done for them by 2 p.m. <laughs> So I, I, it's been a crazy weekend. I, I, my kid had high school orientation on Thursday. I had to take her to that. I got a call earlier in the day, uh, Thursday that was like, Hey, um, you know, I got your application for this job. Do you want to come in right now and do an interview? <laughs> it's like, I would love to except I have to be somewhere else very shortly. <laughs> So he's like, can we do it tomorrow? I said, sure, what time tomorrow? He said, noon. Okay, cool. So Friday, I had a job interview at noon. Immediately got hired, because it's me. 
Um, <laughs> actually, the funny the funny thing is, is uh, you know, I've been applying for jobs, and I'm like, I can only work till a certain time on Wednesday, a certain time on Friday. I can work after a certain time on Sundays, and I can't work at all on Saturdays. So I'm like, there's no way I'm getting a job. This guy's like, yeah, you came back as highly recommended because of your hours that you need. Well, that just worked out then. Like, that's perfect. So, um, so you're in the same industry then? No, I'm... Uh, I'm I'm going to be uh, hold on let me let me uh, let me give this a uh, a good uh, a rendition here. Attention, Kmart shoppers! <laughs> yes, I'm going to be working for Kmart, and yes, to answer the question on everybody's mind, Kmart still exists. <laughs> so does it? Uh, yeah, I didn't know that either. I I was oh, literally gosh. like the day I got called for the interview, I'm texting people like, "Hey, I got this interview at Kmart," and everybody's like. Kmart's still a thing. So I went and I got my kid, and I'm like, guess what? I, I got I got a job interview tomorrow. She said, where? I said, Kmart. That's still a thing? <laughs> yeah, that's where, that's where you can buy uh, John Cena shoes. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, Kmart in Calgary might as well be John Cena. I can't see a joke. It's gone. Like We used to have them for well, my whole childhood. Kmart was like all over the place, and Walmart, and all yeah. the other outlets. I, I think the number is... Uh, I think the number is 624 Kmart locations. So so my immediate go-to joke is I could have applied at Radio Shack, where they have 70 locations, including one in West Seneca, where I'm working at Kmart. So. <laughs> if you're going to go that far, you might as well just go fucking apply at Blockbuster. Uh, well, that was the other go-to joke was, well, you know, I've worked at Blockbuster, so I know what it's like to work for a dying company. <laughs> so... What what are you doing at uh, the big K then? I basically I'm stocking shelves in the mornings. Yeah. So oh, that's I, good. You don't have to deal with customers much then. No, I'm I'm working at like I'll be working at like six a.m. Doors open at like eight. So. Oh, there you I go. Do that yeah. overnight at a grocery stores. Wasn't too bad. No, it, I mean it's it's closer to home. It's you know it, it it's still like thirty minutes by bus like. I have to take a bus and then I have to walk for 20 minutes. Basically it takes 30 minutes to get there. Um, but it's close enough where like, if I don't feel like taking the bus, I could take a lift. Like I took one home. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's just stable money, which I need right now. <laughs> oh, we all. Yeah. Well, the, the, let's put it this way. Thankfully I still have internet right now. They haven't gotten money from me, but thankfully I still have internet right now. <laughs> so if we get cut off in the middle of the show, you know why. <laughs> no, I needed something something just basically like cover my child support and help me pay bills. Uh, something stable where it's not like, okay, how much money am I getting paid on these specific days between now and this day that this thing's due? And uh, so now I should be okay. Until you land that big men extends contract. Until I get that big men extends contract, yeah. <laughs> well, you know how those contracts work. <laughs> they come in big and hard, and then they start to shrivel away. <laughs> and you have to threaten to leave for UFC, and negotiations will, uh, will happen. Yes, exactly. And then you get to retain your WWE Universal Championship. Mm-hmm. And and maybe make a change your name and make an appearance or two on a on on a Walking Dead talk show. <laughs> yeah, that could happen too. Uh, 
Or or you can be the WWE Intercontinental Champion and wrestle in front of nobody. Oh, that was so sad. That was awful. Like, he gets out of the ring and he's, like, showing off the belt and they get a camera shot where it's just the social media guy for WWE and yeah. nobody else. Oh, yeah, man. I guess they had issues, like, letting people in again at the arena. We had that happen to them in WrestleMania a couple years ago. There was this... I saw a picture that said that the doors opened at 6.30. This match was on in the 5 o'clock hour. <laughs> I'm not sure how exact specifics worked out, why it was the case, but I mean, they knew they were doing the pre-show, but I don't yeah. know if they knew how long they were doing it when they booked the arena. Maybe it has something to do with like licenses and permits and things like that. I really don't know. I'd venture to say it was just a miscommunication between WWE and the venue. Because I, I swear believe. I saw a picture that said doors at 6.30. And this shows, the, this match, I mean, they were they clearly opened the doors before 6.30 because people were filing in, but you might as well have had uh, basically an empty arena match. Mm-hmm. So I feel bad for the, I feel bad for the six guys in the match. I mean, it's, it's par for the course for Bo Dallas and uh, Curtis Allen, <laughs> Well, sure, but, uh, you know, there's a difference between, like, you know, people are getting up and going to buy popcorn while you're wrestling and people not actually being able to be in the building when you're wrestling. <laughs> I, I I suppose the, the former is worse. <laughs> but still, I mean, like, for The Miz and Maurice, the Hardy Boys, Jason Jordan, like, come on, they deserve better than that. That's true. I mean, they got paid, though. Uh, well, yeah, sure, but, you know, obviously Miz was frustrated. Oh, yeah. I don't know, I'd be, I'd be kind of pissed, too. Like, hey, you didn't... If I'm the Miz, I'm the Intercontinental Champion. I'm not on SummerSlam. I'm relegated to the pre-show in a six-man tag team match with nobody in the fucking building to see it. <laughs> I'd be pissed. Uh, I don't care about Miz. I feel bad for both Dallas, mostly. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm, sh- I'm sure. I'm sure there, there's like some issues with legality that have to do with when renting an arena. Like I don't, I don't know for sure. I was kind of trying to do a quick Google, not, not getting what I want to see. At least info about how that works. But I mean, you put on shows, you've rented out halls and stuff, right? Um. I know you have to have permits. I'm sure you have to in your in your state, as like I do in my province. I my deals with venues are just we show up, we put on a show, and we leave. Like I have, you know, I I really don't have a lot of control over anything, and I don't have to do any permits or nothing like that because they've already got all that shit taken care of. Oh, fair enough. Okay, yeah. They, well, they would, but I mean, I I just was under the impression maybe you had. I I, ha- I did it a long time ago, before uh, the when the band I was in, we were too young to to drink, so right. dealing with like bars and pubs was almost impossible. Sure, the majority of the local scene, um, for that age group, had quite a few bands, and we used to like rent out community centers and things like that, and you get you know four or five bands together and kind of split costs and bring in fan bases, and you could do pretty decent these decent numbers. Everyone always made a few hundred at least doing this and uh i i ran it one time completely did everything on my own 
was kind of yeah, kind of all tag team taking care of the responsibilities and pay the favor back to the other four or five bands. Right. And then it was like it was like indie wrestling, man. In a way, or territories, and you move on to like another community, and then you get the high school, and you're there, and then the next weekend you're like, you know what I mean? That's how yeah. we did it. And and uh, I had to do all the permits and all that, and I had to sign all documents. And there were times when we opened, we had to specify when we'd start, when we'd finish. I remember doing a whole bunch of paperwork for that. Oh well. Yeah, I've I've not had to do any paperwork. You, most of the time, it's just hey, you know, uh, I'm doing this thing for All West New York Radio. We're looking for venues, and the venues are like, yeah, sure, come on, do your thing. Here's the date we have open. Um, but we're also not dealing with money. We're not, uh, you know, we're not really paying much of the venues. The uh, venue that I am paying for in November and again in March uh, is we're paying hourly, uh, and. It, it basically we tell them when we're coming so i mean right. which i would venture to say would be wwe's uh you know thing with the arena it is yeah. and and particularly because they had the arena already everything was set up what friday saturday night for nxt yeah so literally all they had to do was open the doors <laughs> Well, but I mean, I would assume that the the venue still does the same paper type of paperwork. They just do it, and they don't wake you guys, the renters, in this case, the WWE, do it. Yeah, I I mean, I've got because you'd have to have business licenses, or taxes, all that sort of legality is going to be in place, guaranteed. There's got to be some kind of issues to the city, like transportation, traffic. Sure. Okay. Yeah. yeah. On that scale, sure. Yeah. yeah I'll give you that on one. That scale. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure it's standard form and all this type of stuff. Like any arena that has sporting events on a regular basis, they probably fill them out like the beginning of the season for basketball, hockey, football, whatever. And it's like game time is this, so they just estimate we'll open the door at this time. We'll, game should end with this window of overtime possible here, and, and I'm sure they have clauses for sports that could go to endless overtime, like in hockey playoffs and things like that right baseball playoffs but i don't you know, you know concerts have cut off days not and it can't just be because of the noise sometimes it is but one of the main things but i don't know we um, actually, it just we, would we, seem we, really bizarre to me that they wouldn't have some sort of shit they have to fill out with times and maybe the WWE just fuck that up they, they always change their mind about shit like that uh that's entirely possible but i mean like if you're wwe and you see, like, oh shit, nobody's in the fucking building. And you've got all this time on the pre-show. It was, what, a two-hour pre-show? Mm-hmm. You had three matches. And there was plenty of opportunity to move, like, video packages and stuff around. And be like, okay, the first... Well, since we're still letting people into the building, the first hour is just going to be us talking about what's going to happen on SummerSlam. And then we'll have some matches. I I don't know. I don't know whose call that is to to say, okay, I don't give a shit that nobody's out there. Get the fuck out there and wrestle. <laughs> you know? I don't give a shit. Get out there and wrestle. We need that we need that time later when there's people in the building to show show the, the highlight packages because we pretend that the people here don't know the storylines. Right, exactly. Like anybody that's in that building that that did not know what was happening on that show. <clears throat> 
You know, I mean, well, then again, you know, SummerSlam were here. I probably would have bought tickets and been like, okay, I don't know what the fuck's going on because I haven't watched in three months. Yeah, you have. We've talked about episodes and parts you've watched. Well, I've watched bits and pieces. I haven't watched, like, consistently. Hey, man, if it counts for me for the last five, six years, it counts for you, buddy. But I'm saying I haven't watched consistently (laughs) over the last three months. This, This week, I watched Raw. I watched SmackDown. I was like, yeah, okay, cool. I liked SummerSlam. I thought, you know, let me see how they follow up this stuff. Like what they what they could have started off with the pre-show is just have like Elias Sampson do a fucking thirty-minute set <laughs> while people filed there, in. There were people in the there were people in the building when Elias did his uh, his two songs. Well, they wanted to walk with Elias. Uh, who doesn't? I'm a fan. I'd go see I'd go see Elias in concert. I I, I like him as long as he's not wrestling. <laughs> I'm not really a big fan of his in-ring work, but yeah, his this shtick's fun. Yeah, he's got a ways to go. I mean, he's got a good look though, and he could go far. Yeah, I don't hate him. He's not like like Corbin level type of shit, but yeah, I I've not seen him wrestle since he left NXT, so I you know don't know if he's improved at all since then. I just want to see him. I just want to see him. Pay, uh, you know, play guitar and sing. Yeah. I think Taz did a poll actually after uh, after SummerSlam or or during like right after uh, Elias's thing during the pre-show was would you go to an Elias Sampson concert like and when I clicked yes the majority of people had already had also clicked yes so <laughs> yeah I'd go to an Elias concert yeah. so SummerSlam yeah. there was a shit ton of title changes. We have five. Start- every, I think every title except for the two uh, main titles. You are absolutely correct. It started with Neville uh, regaining the cruiserweight title at SummerSlam at the uh, SummerSlam kickoff show over Akira Tozawa. I missed both matches on the pre-show. I, I don't know how. I mean, I, I saw the Miz match and then I missed the two title matches on the pre-show. Like, ah, especially like the Neville one. Like, ah, they're not going to change the title. Yeah. They fucked that one up, but it, you can watch that later. They flip. I could. Uh, they flipped it, and then the Usos and the New Day. I, I don't know what the fuck I was. I think I came and recorded a voiceover when that was on or something. <laughs> I don't know. I, I, did anyone see that one? I didn't see that one. I, I saw the cruiserweight and the main event. That's all I watched. Everything in between was other things I was doing. I had it on, but I just wasn't watching. I watched the whole. Just... I watched the whole show, beginning to end. I mean, uh, you know. I stepped out, you know, I I stepped out of the room because it was like they were doing the big cast and uh in big show match with Enzo in the shark cage oh, and God, that was just terrible. Like, okay, I don't give a fuck. And I stepped out of the room to cook. I still had it on, I could hear it. Uh that counts. So like when when yeah, Enzo was like slipping out of the cage, it's like, yeah. Oh my god, I can't believe what he's doing and I'm like, I gotta see what the fuck's going on. So I rushed back in the living room to see uh, Enzo and his boxers slipping out of the shark cage. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, he oiled himself up so he could slip out and then... Got booted in the face and... Yeah. Really? That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, Ooh, greasy motherfucker. Yeah, he oiled himself out. Uh, oiled himself up, slipped out of the cage, drops down right in front of Cass, who just boots him in the face, and then ends up beating the big show. Yeah, like, it, it served nothing. Yeah. I I was not paying attention to John Cena and Baron Corbin 
because I don't give a fuck about either of them. And I kind of figured Cena was going to win. Because Cena wins, lol. And Baron Corbin has nuclear heat backstage. Oh, yeah. Adam Bomb return imminent. Yeah. I I guess he's... Yeah, there's been more stuff coming out about that. I... I bet apparently Cena was the guy who said they needed to depush him. Yeah, I, I've heard that. I I mean I'm fine with it because you know I hate him. So oh I'm, yeah, I don't care. Yeah, like I I like I I I don't know what the deal is specifically though. I didn't see any other information. It's probably also speculation of what uh, the only they just felt he wasn't ready was the closest to an actual, which I agree with because I... that is the reason. I saw something about I saw something about he uh, was disparaging troops on Twitter. Yeah, Maybe. it was it was unintentional. Like this guy was calling him out for something, and he's said something about like you know getting out of your parents' basement or something like that. Or the guy was a loser, and then he ended up posting a picture with him and a couple other troops standing with Vince McMahon and a couple other wrestlers, saying like you know Vince McMahon didn't think I was a loser, and uh-huh. immediately apologized. He backpedaled so hard on that. Yeah. Was was this troop uh or this former trooper named Karen Angle by chance or <laughs> Karen Cherry? Yeah. No. I, I, I saw that original tweet at some point. That rings a bell. I didn't hear about the follow up with the Yeah with that, photo. That's yeah, a, I, that's apparently where the uh where the whole thing started. And why he lost the money in the bank and why he uh lost you know, cleanly to John Cena on the pay per view. And, you know, and, you know, that was like, oh, shit, Baron Corbin just got buried. Because <laughs> I, I was following this on Twitter. I was actually uh, tweeting along watching the show. Uh, Natalia defeated Naomi for the uh, SmackDown Women's Championship. Mm-hmm. Apparently was a big thing in Calgary. No. Apparently was in all the papers. <laughs> no. I don't know. That's what she was playing it off as. So. <laughs> Oh really? That's awesome. Yeah. Um, no, no, it's the newspapers don't really exist anymore. Remember? Yeah, it's true. She also I posed... guess that was about as cape babies you can get. Yeah, I got my story in these cape media sources. She posted a uh, she posted a picture of her dad wearing his Hard Foundation jacket. Says he's uh, insisted on wearing it since she won the title. <laughs> I don't. I don't okay. know why. I, I, I guess. I mean, if she said it happened, it's possible. I, I honestly. I'm going to tell you what was in the paper on Monday. There was something else eclipsing that story on Monday. I'm not sure what it was. <laughs> uh, uh, we talked about Big Cass and the Big Show. Randy Orton and Rusev. Oh fucking bullshit of a goddamn match. I, 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 I saw tweets that uh, were basically saying, uh, you know, Rusev is envious of Baron Corbin. <laughs> <laughs> The, I'm looking at I'm looking at this on Wikipedia. It says the time of the match was ten seconds. Mm-hmm. No lie. Yeah, that's ten that's, seconds. Yeah, I blinked. I missed that's it. That's right here. Yeah. So what? What? It was just the finish. Is that it? Like arcade and we're done. Yeah. 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 Okay. Exactly. I assumed that when I saw that, I heard the time was like ten. So I mean, what else are you gonna do? You got to count to three. So. Then there were rumors following that uh, Lana and Rusev were asking for the release, which got shut down not too long after. Yeah, yeah, there's some kerfuffle. I heard of that too. 
I, I don't know what the deal is with uh, that type of finish because, I mean, the other bits that I saw said that they're still going to do a program. It's a really shitty story to start a program. Yeah. <laughs> what I, the fuck, I, right? Remember when Russo was an unstoppable monster and he came out on a fucking tank? <laughs> Pepperidge Farms remembers. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Sasha Banks defeated Alexa Bliss uh, for the Raw Women's Championship mm-hmm. because that title totally needed to be swapped again. I think it's just so we can get Bailey and Sasha again. Probably. But yeah, she's out for a while. What's the point of doing it right away, though? That's yeah, true. What I, I I swear to God I asked this question last week because I but I, I won't I'll try to rephrase it differently. So who is on Raw? <laughs> there's Nia Jax, right? There's Bailey when she's re- when she's back. You got Sasha and uh, Alexa. Uh, Mickey James is on Raw. Um. Uh. Um. I I think there's more. <laughs> I have, I have no idea. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank here. See if I can uh, find the raw roster. <laughs> I I suspect you have to get the rematch. I would yeah, imagine. If nothing else, you, you know, is, have to go back and forth for a few more months because they do that anyway. So eh. that's happening at no, that's happening at the next pay per view actually, which I think is No Mercy. Yeah. If they're gonna have to delay things, regardless, if you have Bailey hurt and like the only call up worthy of calling up from NXT is hurt, so you're out of luck, aren't you? Like, unless you find someone in your 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 search for random female wrestlers who somehow forgot, which is possible they exist. But but I mean, what you but you're gonna end up with with, with what like Summer fucking Ray, Alicia Fox. Yeah, Alicia Fox has got it because they do that two of five bullshit. So she's got to yeah, be on the rock. Yeah, you're right. You're probably right about that. Jackie Gator return imminent. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, dig up Mae Young and shit. Here we go. Raw, raw female her. wrestlers: Alexa Bliss, Alicia Fox, Bailey, Dana Brooke, Emma, oh, yeah. Mickey James, Nia Jax. Shut up, uh, shut up, Alexa. <laughs> Every time I talk about Alexa Bliss, my fucking, <laughs> my echo wants to talk. Anyway, all right, Alexa Bliss, Alicia Fox, Bailey, Dana Brooke, Emma, Mickey James, Nia Jax, Paige, Sasha Banks, and Summer Rae. Yay, so, somebody's running their lawnmower. Emma, maybe. Wait a minute, Summer Rae's still employed? Apparently. Inactive, hasn't appeared in over 30 days. Uh, really, thirty? I thought it was much longer, but well, maybe that, it was... this, that's just what Wikipedia tells me. She hasn't appeared in over thirty days. Well, uh, I guess over thirty days could be any amount. This is true. Uh, Page inactive neck injury and Bailey inactive shoulder injury. Sasha Banks, WWE Raw Women's Champion. I don't know why people have to mow their lawns when I'm doing podcasts. <laughs> Salt uh, the earth when you get a chance. I might well, have to. I... Fuck, I don't know who I I guess they'll uh, I expect a rematch program going to No Mercy, that makes sense. And then after that if depending on the other the other two are still gotta be out for a while. So that's both those injuries have to be months, so 
after that, what are y'all after with? Maybe a swap. Maybe maybe someone coming out of the May Young if they feel is ready to just bring on to the main roster. There's a couple of kind of veteranish types there. Yeah. I think so. Ah, whatever. You know, it's not, I, not, nothing to give too many fucks about for a little bit. You, you, you know their logic is they're going to they're gonna have the rematch and they can fucking play that up for at least one, if not ten, pay-per-views. Mm-hmm. And I even, I'm not even exaggerating for fuck's sakes, like Kevin Owens, AJ Styles and shit, so. How was that match anyway? Uh, not very memorable. Yeah. Uh, you know what? It, that was the one with Shane McMahon, right? So it was just, yeah. it was stupid. Yeah. I kind of wanted to see that because I do like the wrestlers, but I just didn't see it. It was, it was, uh, it was, it was pretty dumb. Uh, it was, um, Owens pushed Shane into the ropes, knocked AJ down onto the top rope because uh, he was going for a splash. And then as Shane's checking on him, AJ goes for the 450 springboard and Owens pulls Shane on top of him. Uh, mm-hmm. And then Owens, uh, Shane ends up out of the ring. Owens hits the pop-up power bomb. Shane's not in the ring. So he's like, you fall off of buildings and you get back up and you can't get up from that? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, basically, the end. Uh, Owen, Owens had AJ pinned, uh, but uh, AJ's foot was on the ropes. Shane caught it at the last second. Owens thought he won because Shane's hand hit the mat for the three. Uh, Shane immediately waved it off, and then uh, AJ uh, ended up hitting the. Uh, the for, uh, forearm and the uh, Styles Clash and retained the title. That one actually was a, re- was a retention. Oh, that wasn't a switch. Okay. No, that was I... the first one that was not a switch. Right, of course. Yeah, because he had his title going in. Fuck. Okay, right, right, right. Uh, the other, other matches in between those uh, couple of matches. Finn Balor, the demon, defeated Bray Wyatt. Right. As uh, expected. Which I, is fine. I tweeted, like, you know, I remember seeing that entrance for the first time in NXT and just being like, holy shit, that's the coolest fucking thing ever. And now, not so much. Yeah. Well, the charm with him wasn't the entrance itself. When, like, in his New Japan days, it was that the entrance was always different, but now it's always the same. Right. Yeah. That, you know, like, he he had so many characters, and you never knew with his fandom who he was going to be. It take that away from him, you kind of kill the whole gimmick in the first place. Sure. Yeah, like if if they could do some sort of deal with Marvel and he can bring back like the like the Venom body paint and all that stuff, that would be cool. That's yeah. why blue pants didn't last long. Leva Bates is like notorious for cosplaying in matches. Oh yeah. <laughs> they would have run into the same problem if they were unwilling to to they... do what what Clister just suggested, which would have been a a, a brilliant way. To let his gimmick uh, flourish as long as Marvel was okay with it, they got him with Magneto somehow. I, <clears throat> I, but I mean, I don't know. Maybe right to parody comes into play with that character. Oh yeah. I I would assume that would be your out clause if there was a legal issue. It's like, yeah. well, our character's comedic. Yeah, that was that thing with uh, Sandow and Hugh Jackman, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I think that was just because it was a one-off because Hugh Jackman was there. Yeah, yeah, I mean, 
the, you're right. The, the logical connection, he, I mean, of course, would be doing all the other stuff. But it's not like, like Hugh Jackman. I guess they obviously are going to benefit from the fact that it helps promote the films and, and whatnot. But if there was some sort of disparaging element to it they were unhappy with, at least in their own mind, you could argue, well, we have the right to parody. Certainly in that situation, I, I would imagine. I'm, again, not a lawyer, but common sense and understanding what that is. Yeah, I believe they call it the Weird Al clause in any contract. That works. I would venture to say that, uh, yeah, the Damien Sandow thing falls under parody, whereas uh, the Finn Balor deal would not. Yeah, the serious element of it. And It'd be harder for them to establish that. The other sure. thing is WWE is going to want to own anything that Finn Balor does so they can market it in action figures uh, and, and things of that nature. Whereas, like, if he's dressed up as the Joker, he's dressed up as Venom or, you know, whatever, uh, you know, they're not going to be able to sell those as toys. That's right. So you just do different variations of the demon face paint. you got to get all the Finn Balor action figures so you have all the different demon face paint, which are remarkably similar to each other, yet still different. I couldn't even tell you what's been different. That, that, that's a great point. It's like a subtle difference. Uh, maybe they can play off of that from a financial standpoint, but... Right, exactly. Uh, the other match we had was... Ambrose and Seth Rollins defeated Cesaro and Sheamus. I'll tell you, I was invested in this match. I heard it was actually pretty good. It, it was really good. It was one of the matches I was looking forward to because of, uh, you know, the discussion we had last week where I, I basically said how I would have booked SummerSlam, which you know, was a long shot to assume that it, it could have possibly even been remotely on the radar of happening. Uh, of course. But going into this match, it was like, well, it'd be interesting to see if Seth and Dean win the titles. Yeah. And then it just turned into a really, actually good match. And then Cesaro killed a beach ball. Cesaro killed that beach ball. Oh, that was actually on SummerSlam? Yeah. Okay, I thought it was on Raw for some reason, and I just missed it. He's so. Just Middle of the match, he just runs into the crowd, grabs the beach ball, and pops it with his bare hands. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I popped bigger than that beach ball did. Yes, I, I think a lot of people did. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of talk about the beach balls this week. I I, I know it would continue through on, on Raw and SmackDown. But that was, that was okay, so that was summer, so I'm fucking yeah. crazy. So um, what, other, uh, what other matches of note outside of the main event? We're left on summertime there. Well, that we've just, we've just covered all of them. Now, the thing uh, with Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins, we'll come back to this in a minute, is... When they came out, they were both wearing black and red. So, solidarity oh, with, okay. the, with the two so of them. Kane will be the third member of the show. So, so they're both wearing black and red. So, you know, myself and some other people on Twitter had uh, basically indicated, like, well, you know, keep an eye on Roman Reigns later. Oh, because of that, I, I was thinking. Yeah, okay. keep an eye on Roman Kane Reigns and see Kane see what been there. Yeah, see what see what Roman Reigns is wearing later. That that was kind of the uh, the gist of uh, what was going around Twitter at the time. Uh, but before we get to that, they had Jinder Mahal with the Singh brothers, uh, and he went over Shinsuke Nakamura. That's right. And all the all the internet got mad except for a few people who, like myself, who just said, eh. What did you think? Were you angry? Did you have the angers, Marge? <laughs> I didn't have the angers. I had the I had the indifferences. Yeah. 
I was indifferent. Yeah, that's, that's precisely my take. How about you, Coaster? You saw it. And I'm not going to make fun of you for having the anger. I, I know a lot of people were very upset about this. No, I kind of figured it was going to happen. I just think it's it's detrimental to Shinsuke Nakamura to have lost the match. I feel. You know, I'm not mad about it. I was indifferent anyway because it was another deal of like, okay, that was pretty cool the first time I saw it. <laughs> you know? And now, yeah, I mean, you know... Time, I mean, Nakamura didn't lose all that cleanly either. No, right? he certainly did not. So, I mean, that kind of makes him look a little bit better. I get, and then he beat both of the Singh brothers on SmackDown anyway. Oh, yeah. 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 Which, which tells you what you kind of would expect is going to happen. They're just going to have rematches for a few months. For sure. I mean, it's just... Like, I, I think the time to strike with Shinsuke was SummerSlam, and I, hmm. uh, you know, I, I, I'm gonna get heat for this, but I don't see what for the sure. big fucking deal is. <laughs> Money, India. I think they will want to keep rolling with that. I guess. Well, I, I meant, I, I meant, I don't see what the big deal is with Shinsuke Nakamura. Oh, oh, um, he's really good. That's he's, he's had a lot of really good matches. And, that's what people keep telling me, but I, I see really the same. Watch a lot of New Japan, though, I, so I don't I watch mean, a new. You're, you're correct. That's, I didn't that's see. Not, it's just kind of. It I, is like that fan base that is the most outraged. So. I saw his yeah. match with AJ Styles at Wrestle Kingdom. What was last year or whatever, right? Um, yeah. And I, I like that match. And by the way, AJ has seriously grown on me. I I no longer despise AJ Styles. Um, oh, the hair's finally getting to you. Right. I'm I'm finally past the hair. Soccer uh, track. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but I, I'm not uh, like even watching him in NXT. I haven't been enamored with Shinsuke Nakamura. Okay. I think, well, that's but I think a lot of that is not Shinsuke himself. It's the way he's been booked throughout NXT and now into SmackDown because it's like, okay, you know, like his match was one of the contributing factors to me stopping, you know, no longer watching wrestling on a regular basis at that point in time was I was looking forward to Kevin Owens and AJ Styles and I was looking forward to Shinsuke Nakamura and Dolph Ziggler and I didn't think either match delivered. Yeah. And, and on that particular pay-per-view, I think it was Backlash or whatever, right? So, um, so, but I thought if you're going to put the belt on Shinsuke Nakamura, which it appears that they're probably going to at some point, that would have, I think ideally SummerSlam would have been the time because now it's like, oh, look, he fucking lost again. Like he kept doing it in NXT. But that that's their, their formula has been like that for how many, like so many years. No, I understand that. that but I mean, it's just... <laughs> I, but that's the reaction that's been like for so many years with not just him but all of us no I, I, I in the WWE at least I'm aware of that it's it's just more meh more 50-50 well, there booking. you go and that, that's the what my takeaway was literally that's why like it's yeah. just okay nothing new to see here folks moving I th- along I think like, that's just it like I didn't I didn't come from watching Shinsuke Nakamura in New Japan Pro Wrestling I came from watching Shinsuke Nakamura wrestle once in New Japan and then seeing him debut on NXT 
and wrestle and win the NXT title and then get booked with this WWE 50-50 booking bullshit that leaves me no investment in the character. Yeah, I, I don't... I, I thought you were... Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah, I, I mean, that's just really an unfortunate reality is it is what it is. I mean, we see kind of the same thing in a lot of ways happen in the main event because the expected guy in Lesnar wins and all these other guys have momentum, like them or hate them. All three of them were all kind of fucked. Like, the only guy who really didn't need that win was Brock. Yeah. I, I, I have no problem with him winning because I actually kind of like the Brock Lesnar character. I like the fact he's not on all the time because of what we're talking about. Because... If he was on all the time, they'd have him with a fucking mop and doing like Perry Saturn bullshit. If they had to deal with him every week. Oh no! I so they're, they're... I was perfectly okay. fine with the outcome of the uh, of the Universal Title match. Perfectly fine with it. Um, and then... I, do, I mean, I do understand the uh, the counter argument. I do get it. It was you a much belt. You should see the belt regularly. I I don't think the belt has to be defended regularly. Is my bias? But there's certainly a contingent of the audience that feels that it should be. And there's no logic to it. It's not, a, it's not an unfair criticism. Again. I, I think, I think there are, there's an extreme of it. I don't think it's shared by all the fans who feel that, that Brock should be on television regularly. But I do think there's, there's... I guess it's the old school fan in me and most of us on this... All of us, I think, we grew up with that. So, But we also were changed in how we perceived the product by the attitude era where shit was like hot potatoing all the time but i also grew up with hulk hogan where i didn't see him on tv all the time and he was the wwe champion uh wwf champion at the time and I, it doesn't bother me that brock is not on tv all the time i think uh, the surprising thing for me is i thought that maybe they would have considered like hey you know more people will tune in if there's a chance the champion is going to be on the show and possibly defending the title. But Brock Lesnar walked away with a win. Braun Strowman looked strong as fuck. My God, yes. Mm -hmm. um, like those two going at, I want to see those two have a singles match now. That's that's happening, isn't it? At, at, uh, at No Mercy? Oh, it is? Yeah, that's happening. That's uh, I think that's official. That, okay. That that, that, that's right up there with King Kong versus Godzilla for me. Oh, that, that's gonna. I am. I'm looking forward to that. That was a, a big reason that I tuned into uh, Raw on Monday. Was I okay? I got to see you know the fallout from Brock Lesnar and, uh, and, and and Braun Strowman. But you got at the top of the show. Yeah, right at the did, top. But of the show. I I didn't realize they confirmed that for sure. That is the only. That's the only match officially announced so far is Brock okay. Lesnar versus Braun Strowman for the Universal Title. Oh, but I guess Big Cass is facing himself in an injured match, right? Because that was next. Oh yeah, that happened on Raw. Raw was actually very forgettable. SmackDown was actually way more memorable. Memorable. What yeah. else happened on Raw that was important? Anything? I'm I'm scrolling through it super fast, but. Cena I... did some shit with the Miz. See, yeah, Cena's on Raw now, and he he uh, he teamed up with Roman Reigns against the Miz and Samoa Joe. All right, okay. I had to think about that for a minute. <laughs> um, and the Hardys pretended to be stuck without a gimmick, kind of teasing that they have them, but didn't. Mm -hmm. And they they teamed up with uh, 
two thirds of the shield, yada yada, non title. Or fought, sorry, they fought each other, right? Yeah, they're because they they grew up watching them, yada yada. Okay, that's right. That's what it was. Am I am I wrong? One more one wow. more note on SummerSlam before you continue with Raw though is when Roman Reigns came out and he was wearing his red flak jacket. You came. People went fucking crazy on Twitter. Oh, okay. <laughs> like like holy shit, he's fucking wearing red. I was one of them. I I did uh, jump in like this might actually fucking happen. Did and then Braun, then Braun Strowman stole a fucking show. <laughs> that that was an incredible performance. Okay, back to Monday night. Well, no, I think what was left, nothing. Like it just that was the end of it, pretty much. Yeah, there there were no like surprise returns or anything on Raw, was there? Not on Raw. No, no, no it's all all SmackDown. All SmackDown. All, like yeah, like three, three. I think at least three people either show up or return. Shelton Benjamin returned in a backstage segment. Right. Uh, Ain't no stopping him, nah. Yeah. Uh, I'm fine with that. Actually, I kind of like the fact that they they play off of like the comparables of the world's greatest tag team by putting them with Gable. I, yeah. I I I would like to see them wrestle before I get judgmental about it. I I don't. I, I think that could be kind of fun. Yeah, I mean, as long as long as Chad Gable doesn't become Charlie Haas and just fade away into obscurity. Ooh, that Jackie Gator thing you talked about earlier. Maybe that is confirmed. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, Wrestling Fan Radio 200 guest Charlie Haas. Yeah, good guy, good guy. But yeah. I mean, you're right. He didn't, he didn't well, no, really do a lot <laughs> outside of that that theme. Unfortunately, that's the way the cards Did, fell for him. Bobby Roode debuted on SmackDown. What? Bobby Roode debuted on SmackDown. He did, he did. As a Got face. His glorious bit in and established himself as like a guy, which is fine for the first week. Then Brian Walker version 2.0 next week. Yeah, <laughs> it's possible. That's it's going to be another one of those. Glorious catchphrase is like if it turns into 10. Oh, yeah. I feel like it's going to be another one of those things where it's like, okay, you're glorious. What, what do you got now? Yeah. Like, precisely. Uh, and, and that's been a problem with WWE. That's like Shinsuke Nakamura and Finn Balor have entrances. Ooh, what else can they're, you do? It's, it's their job to follow it up, and uh, yeah, they are uh, they have bad track record. But yeah, I've, I have a feeling JBL is going to kill the glorious thing. Oh, fuck, you probably will too. You're probably right. So you had Bobby Roode again. Like I said, I, I I'm fine with what they did, but. You guys make an absolute valid criticism. And then we had their Nakamura Singh brother match. You talked about that. Yeah. Ellsworth, Carmella, and Natty doing the tease for the cash in. It's nothing important there, I don't think. No, it was uh, Ellsworth was like, she could just stand on the apron and watch you get beat up and then cash in her money in the bank. And then Carmella like slapped him or something. I don't know. Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Give it away strategy like that or whatever, you know? Then we have someone who talks really loud and intense about very little. Yada, yada. Dolph Ziggler, right? That's right. Dolph Ziggler made his return. Yeah. I didn't even know he was gone. Something. I didn't know the guy was gone because he's in every goddamn commercial on the fucking WWE programming. But he lost his uh, KFC gimmick as Shawn Michaels stole that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
But no. he was still in the KFC ad on SummerSlam, the the one that actually broadcast on SummerSlam. Okay. <laughs> I, I gotta admit though, like the R Truth spot when he came in, that was fucking horrible. <laughs> like, why are you dressed like the Colonel? <laughs> like, what? <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I missed that. Uh, that would have been awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. It showed up. He didn't even know there was like an audition. He just was dressed as the Colonel. Nice. <laughs> nice. There was, uh, and, and he's in this cricket wireless commercial I keep seeing all the time now on WWE programming. Okay. Yeah. So he's basically like the fan reaction. Okay. He's like, uh, he's, it's like, he's back. Like, when the fuck did he go away? <laughs> he's been gone for a while. I don't know exactly when, but. But it's hard to miss a guy when you keep seeing him on TV every week. I think, yeah, I guess if you're seeing him on commercials, I, I don't get those ads. So I, I see where you're coming from. I don't know. I don't care though, either way, if he's back. I, that's, I'm assuming that's still everyone else's maturity of people's reaction when you saw what you saw. I mean, it, it looked like the same bullshit he was doing when he left. So. I'm intrigued. I, I want to see what he's doing next week. Mm-hmm. I, just based on his promo, I want to see what he does next week. And next week, he can fall, fall flat on his fucking face. I'm sure that's, uh, we, you know, with budget crunches, he, we're not going to get all the fucking lasers and pyro and all the other shit he was talking about. He, no, he sh- that's what he should do. He should be singing and rapping and using lights and lasers and have the glow in the dark lady and all that shit. Just do all that. I, I'm, I'm, I, I want to see it. I so want to see what he does. I was Pyro and the, like both shows combined will be him. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm intrigued. I want to see what he's come up with. If he's, <laughs> what his, his character has come up with because he's, solved what he has to do to get over in WWE and and all the stuff that uh, we've mentioned, you know. I I am intrigued. I want to see this. I'm I'm like okay, I got to see SmackDown next week. I got to see what the fuck Dolph Ziggler does. And that is the what, point. What what if he comes out in that uh his uh Southpaw regional wrestling gimmick? That would be cool. Yeah. 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 Like a Motley Crew like reject that would that would actually play right into what he was criticizing and be comedic, but that would work perfectly if if they wanted to do that. Like the the Motley Crue '80s rocker, that's that's glam rock is exactly what he's criticizing. That's perfect. Yeah, he should do that. And I mean, he's kind of all about that, anyways. He's kind of big on that. I'm I'm very interested to see what he does, and uh, I mean, this could be the last uh, the last chance for Dolph Ziggler. What more can this guy possibly do? Porn? <laughs> Videos with uh, other people on the, the the website, I guess. There's not much. Men extend ads. <laughs> awesome. Hey, hey so, Sonny's selling her ass on Skype, so, you know. It's true. Oh, yeah, I can spoon, spoon with Ziggler. <laughs> Something that begins with a Z, that, that alliteration type of deal. Uh, I have to go to Urban Dictionary to find a good one, but we'll just assume. <laughs> and I guess that after that, what you had was uh, that whole Baron Corbin storyline, trying to look for a referee, and then he bails and Shane. Oh uh, yeah, that happened. That's right. The only the only good thing about, I guess that whole thing was Kevin Owens looking for a referee. Had a couple moments that were kind of funny with the Sami Zayn bit. I I don't remember. How many people did he approach before he got Baron? I Somebody remember Sami Zayn, and I remember the uh, the fashion police. Oh, oh yeah, 
like the yeah the, yeah the fashion police like approached him. Yeah, that's and right. He, I don't fucking want you guys. And he was like, no, wait, never mind, come back. And that's when he got Baron Corbin. Yeah. Okay, well, there you go. That was, uh, that was all the, did we miss anything of relevance? I don't think we did, but. No, like my biggest takeaway is I think that Shane McMahon sweats more than 90% of the roster just standing still. You may Mm -hmm. be right about that. Like he is a very, very soggy individual. <laughs> Even next to Baron Corbin, who is very moist. <laughs> Say it again for the people who are uncomfortable with that word. Moist. <laughs> Wait, do it one more, uh, one more time here, right now. Moist. Is that the break <laughs> song this week? Moist or him just saying moist? Is <laughs> we're just gonna have Coaster repeat the word moist over and over again for five minutes. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually stealing that bit from another podcast. Shout out to uh, Wrestling Nerds Alliance podcast. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. Uh, it is. Uh, let's go into a break song anyway. And it's oh, coasters. Yeah. About that time. Um, well, you know me and pop punk covers, and uh, I picked uh, Bayside covering Blondie's Call Me. And here it is on board Wrestling Fan episode 291. We'll be back.
Bayside on a board wrestling fan radio episode 291 real quick I gotta uh we gotta do a promotion here for a new show it's called pro wrestling top five uh you can find that on youtube.com slash the pro wrestling top five uh the latest episode as of last week was top five Randy Savage matches uh one of the hosts writes for PW Torch and the co-host was the senior editor for ProWrestling.net. Again, Pro Wrestling Top 5, YouTube.com slash the Pro Wrestling Top 5. But here in Board Wrestling Fan Land, we like to take a detour sometimes into a little place we like to call JT Land. Alright, here we go. Um as always, we have uh, J- JT Land's brought to you by Dix. Every because every Trump sentence has, has dicks. Sometimes three dicks or two, and they're great dicks, terrific dicks. That I can tell you. Believe me, they're great with the best dicks, terrific repeated dicks, not very big dicks. Every Trump sentence has dicks. My nipples, they are sensitive. Batista's line and first line and Guardians too. Sorry, I have to fix that. And some here's some Virgil and Chic stuff. Uh, Twenty bucks, little man. So I can pretend that I have fans. It's time to put me in as head of security. I will make America great again. I want to see Roman do his super noogie. You could choose to be a character. Sl- sl- you you could choose to be a character slave for a white dude, or you can choose to be just a slave. And these are all SummerSlam tweets. Tweets from him. Shivani and Tanay are putting Strowman over. Putting Strowman over in, the, in this match. The Virgil Dynasty versus the Modern Day Meat Sauce. It's on, baby. Shane counting one, two, three. The count the same way I count my money. Nice and slow. Baron Corbin will will, will one day walk in my footsteps selling eight by 11s across many of the Comic Cons. Future is bright. Enzo Amore's cage looks like my house. And Pokemon Go Fuck Yourself time. As a person that could that could beat the fuck out of Roger Goodell with my baby finger. Hashtag I'm with Cap. If you ever words use the word chillax, you deserve to get your neck broken. Hashtag advice advice for back to school. If you ever say spice things up, you can go fuck yourself. You said it perfect. Fuck the cell phones of the earth and fuck the solar eclipse. <laughs> All right, here we go with the kayfabe news. Let's see here. Wrestling wrestling fan fa- spends biggest party of the summer wallowing in own filth in parents' basement. Cesaro explained heinous attack. My mother was killed by a beach ball. Here's a good one. Millions blinded after trying to watch solar eclipse through Bret Hart glasses. Question. Have beach balls sullied the dignified intellectualism of professional wrestling? Hello? Yeah, we're we're here. Okay, it's just so quiet. I'm like... Uh, I had to turn my. I had to mute my mic because there's people uh, like right outside my window, so they would have picked up while you were talking. Uh, okay. 
Undertaker returns to WWE as Colonel Sanders. <laughs> McMahon furious solar eclipse got bigger viewership than Raw. Ultra-realistic WWE 2018 forces gamers to play at least two hours longer than they want. That's the, every WWE game. I've always had, been forced to play longer than I want to. Because you'll, you'll fight and you'll fight and you'll fight. You try to do the fucking thing they want you to do, and then you'll just miss out on it, and you have to continue. You have to do it again. Least believable sports entertainment match in history happened last night. And that is all for your K-Pave news. See everyone next week. And my brother finally got his tenders last night at the fair. Nice. He's not waiting for them anymore. Hooray for tenders. (laughs) Promotional promotional consideration paid for by the following. Uh, If I was to suggest any wrestling to watch this week, it would have been the WCPW. Uh, Pro Wrestling World Cup. It was absolutely fantastic. So if you guys get a chance to hop on YouTube, definitely fucking check that out. There were some really good matches. We've got another uh, Will Ospreay Ricochet match, which was you know great as always. Um, I don't have the uh, full card on me right now, but there there was there were some definitely good matches. I. As, as much as we give what culture shit for like you know their clickbait videos and all that, they're really good at booking pro wrestling. So want to give a shout out to them, and that is my plug for the day. All right. And alternative facts is, 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 is stupid sexy Flanders. Kudos to AngryMarks.com, Ecomerce.fiverr.com, NashvillePillows.biz, CoasterMilkCartons.edu, WhenDrawGottaSpeaks.ulisten, JT actually sent his, uh, JT actually sent G his stuff.truth, PraiseBGender.ca, If Riot Dies We Daryl.Melmac, PoonslayerJT is dot something something, GeneSimmons.owns.everything, KeepGHigh.GoFundG.com, Joe kinda stopped watching wrestling except for the wrestling he kinda sorta watched.GlitterOwlBeard.org, does anyone else even care about this Walker. section that question mark and discount heat emporium? And of course our friends at Ch- spatula city, spatula city, spatula city. I'm going to attack you with a seven inch dildo next time. You're supposed to fuck that up. I didn't fuck it up this time. Cause I realized what the fuck it says. Fuck. God damn it. Yeah. <laughs> so before we worry about news, this is, this is, this is exactly. Is, I, I heard something about, Enzo Amore is showing up on 205 Live. Did that happen? Apparently yeah, so. Right. Yeah. Debuted, uh, well, kind of. He came out and did a promo on Neville, and Neville just kind of indifferently just walked away. Hmm. Okay. Yeah, I heard he said something about 205 Live being the realest show in the room or something like that. Hmm. Is it, though, really, when you got lower ratings and reruns of old Nitros? I, I mean, you have, think so, Joe. Yeah, I, I definitely contribute to that. Okay, I wasn't sure if that was legitimate or not. I honestly, yeah. I I don't see a lot about 205 because of that whole rating. Oh, okay, fucked up. All right. I wonder then if uh, they fast track that because of the injury to cast. Probably. Yeah. 
They do tape out the next night, so they could have made that decision the evening of. I don't know. Okay. I have no idea. You guys don't know anything more, I'm assuming? or No, do I don't. want him to fuck off the main roster. Yeah. Yeah, we, we know he's got issues. So just a few. Okay. Oh, I'll, well, we can assume until maybe we see some confirmation. That type of stuff sometimes gets out, but it didn't. Or I missed it when I was skimming through the bullshit that I didn't care about this week. Yeah, I haven't heard anything other than he showed up on 205 Live. Yeah, it really wasn't that big of a deal. I mean, he he got a big of a, you know, he got a decent pop when he came out. And Neville just fucking no-sold him. He's just like, fuck this guy, I'm out of here. Because he's not on the Neville level. Right. All right. All right, well, yeah. I guess off to obscurity you go there, Enzo Amore. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, Thursday, Ric Flair's condition. He's still in the hospital, but is said to be making daily improvement. Still on dialysis because his kidneys aren't working correctly. Uh, the pacemaker he was reported as receiving is external as opposed to internal because doctors felt he couldn't handle another surgery until his health improves. But for his health to improve, they needed his heart beating steadily. He's still fighting off an infection on top of everything else. I didn't see anything since Thursday. I assume yeah. this is the case. He's just recovering mode. But... Probably. Ah. One hopes. Well, good news. Well, the lack of news isn't necessarily bad news in this right, case. Right, right, right. Uh, both Page and Alberto El Patron have been cleared of domestic violent charges stemming from the prior incident at the Orlando International Airport. Well, that's good. I can believe in love again. <laughs> <laughs> Rusev's fluke loss to Randy Orton at SummerSlam was to start a program between the two because, you know, a 10-second loss is how you start a program. Mm-hmm. I don't know, man. Big Dick Meltz said so, so it is what it is. Yeah, it's pretty much gospel at this point, right? Mm-hmm. Must be. It's definitely, definitely uh, fucking strange. Speaking of strange. What the heck is Rusev talking about on Twitter? I want to thank at WWE front office TR and everybody involved. Thank you. Did he ask for his release? Probably not. I think he's just jerking the IWC's collective chain because of all the rumors about him and Lana over the past week. I wonder if they'll be cleared of charges at the international report. <laughs> so potential Brock Lesnar opponent, John Jones, failed another drug test. UFC President Dana White said this might be the end of John Jones's MMA career. Uh, for those interested, the drug Jones tested positive for is oral turinabol, ter- uh, infamously given to East German athletes without their consent in order to make them more competitive in Olympic events from the late 60s through the late 80s. Shelton Benjamin didn't sign his contract to return to WWE until this week. Uh, Vince is totally going to fuck up Asuka's booking. How hard is it to have her never lose a match and squash every other woman? I know I complain about older wrestlers not putting younger ones over, but she's Japanese. That from Hyphy from LA. Asuka is vacating the NXT women's title. 
NXT Women's Champion Asuka relinquished her title to NXT General Manager William Regal tonight at Full Sail University in Orlando, Florida after her dominant performance and historic 500-plus day reign as NXT Women's Champion. According to WWE, Asuka suffered a broken collarbone on Saturday night. I don't know. Is that legitimate or not? I'm assuming at this point it is, but... Part of me wants to think that it's a work and they just wanted to wait for her to relinquish the title undefeated, which, I mean, not going to say I called it, but kind of called it. She posted on Facebook a picture of her x-ray. Mm. So take that for what it's worth. That doesn't necessarily mean she's actually injured. X-ray. Yeah. Uh, all right. Uh, according to the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer is smarter than Vince McMahon. That's that's according to Sir Toolman on Reddit. I, I assume he has a subscription, and that's where he gets his uh, his news like that. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't know. I, I don't uh, subscribe to the new, to the Wrestling Observer. Uh, maybe I should. <laughs> I don't I don't know what a subscription costs. We'll have to find out. Uh, the short ninety nine. Yeah, if you have to ask, you let me know. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> because I don't care enough to get, to know. Uh, all right. Uh, the short run with the SmackDown Tag Team titles may have come as a surprise for fans of the New Day, but WWE actually has a plan to make New Day the most decorated tag team in WWE history by having them win the gold multiple times. Currently, the Hardy Boys and Edge and Christian are tied with seven reigns each, so to surpass them, New Day would have to reach eight title reigns minimum. Can we talk about the fact that, like, just because they win the titles eight times means they've also lost the titles seven times? And also, that it doesn't make them the greatest tag team ever because, like, you have the Dudleys who were ECW, WWE, and TNA tag team champions, and New Japan tag team champions, and you have the Legion well, of Doom. The, the thought, the thought process is WWE history. I guess, yeah. They only choose to make knowledge when it, and it benefits them directly. This is true. So the Dudleys, and how many times did the Dudleys lose it as well? Would be the, the counterpoint. No, I, I wouldn't discredit the Dudley boys. I would have to argue they would have to be in the top, at least the top five. As much of a demolition, and as much of a demolition mark as I am, the Road Warriors. <laughs> oh, the Road Warriors usually would be in the top three. I think I'd have to say if I had to rank them, I would have to put them ahead of them. Sure. AWA, NWA, and WWE Tag Team Champions, and New Japan Pro, uh, Pro Wrestling Tag Team Champions, I think. They they were champions in Japan for somebody. Uh, I want to say it was IWGP Tag Team Champions, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, they, they were a top draw in, in a lot of markets. They wrestled in over the actual singles titles. So. Absolutely. I mean, so. The Dudleys can't say that, and that's not a, saying they weren't popular. They certainly were, but... How many tag teams really actually have that accolade? I, I, I can only think sure. of the one, but I know there was an era prior that I'm not as familiar with. But even tag team wrestling itself wasn't... I mean, shit, when you talk about legends and what we know from what we do know, the 80s would have been really that period outside of maybe the... Well, the late 70s, I guess. The Freebirds sure. and like... Mm. Obviously, the Midnight and the Rock and Roll Express are pretty notable as well. I mean, you can even you can even throw the Hardys into this mix because the Hardys have won titles basically everywhere they've gone. Yeah. So I, I mean, don't know. I mean, but but again, that's the thinking. But yeah, WWE history. I get it. WWE history. I get it. Um, 
I mean, I, I guess we'll, uh, I mean, time will always tell. So, you know, it's entirely possible that New Day can do all of this, and then they're like, you know, they have some kind of falling out with WWE and uh, go elsewhere and win tag titles and, you know, prove themselves among the best tag teams of all time. Yeah, show up on TNA so, like, four people can see them, but... Right, exactly. I don't know. Just... The, the, think, the thinking behind it also has to do with the information they have on hand. Like, the team, okay, what we know for a fact is the team's obviously still popular. You just crowd, crowd reacts to them. There's no denying that. Sure. Even if, you know, even if you just look at that alone, that's important. They also have access to the obvious stuff like merchandise sales, and that's going to be a big factor as well. So. Absolutely. That's yeah, always a major factor. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, they're a business, so eh, I, that's what they want to do. That's what they want to do. <clears throat> I'm not invested enough to give a fuck too much. Right. I, on occasion, I, I am a little tired with the gimmick, but on occasion, I, I do enjoy it still. So, yeah, jaded fuck like me can say that. I'm sure there's <laughs> kids probably love them. Yeah, absolutely. As long as Xavier Woods keeps making porn videos, I'm good. <laughs> I'm still waiting for my damn ice cream bars. Yeah, right? right? I'm still waiting for my CM Punk ice cream bars. What the fuck, man? Anyway. WWE has now officially confirmed that Leo Rush has signed a WWE contract. Mm. According to Doctor of Chugonomics on Reddit... <laughs> Uh, the fans were so distracted by the beach ball, they didn't join in with my CM Punk chants. Hate when the fans hijack the show from the real stars, wrestlers like Phil Brooks. Uh, John Cena addressed the crowd after Raw went off the air, telling everyone he was glad they had fun with beach balls and doing the waves. Doing the wave. However... Apparently, Cena himself called an audible and told Miz to cut a promo on the crowd using beach balls and doing the wave, and then get the cameras to cut away and focus on the crowd losing their beach balls to the aforementioned security. Uh, WWE banned beach balls and all pool-related objects at SmackDown, and that appears to be a permanent change going forward. Pool-related objects. Pool-related objects. Nice and obscure, but like obviously anything inflatable would be. You better leave the snorkel at home. Yeah. <laughs> it's very loosely phrased. Could apply to a lot of things if they wanted to use it as a cause. Like what exactly constitutes as a pool related object, I guess. There's the common sense element, but then there's the fact that they left it that way. What, what about so, beach going objects? Like can, can Triple H still bring his shovel to work? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I can't wear my floaties to the next uh, live event. I just now looked at the next item in the list, and it's got a picture of Triple H with a shovel. <laughs> I didn't even look before I said that. Uh, this is from uh, Tio Taba on Reddit. Uh, Meltzer says, Cesaro versus Beach Ball rated 4.75 stars. Would have gotten five if we're in the Tokyo Dome. 10.99, please. Rating system officially broken, confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Wrestling Observer Newsletter says the beach ball has heat backstage. According to Backstage Dave, due to beach ball trying to get over without Vince's blessing, it has major heat. Dave goes on to say that beach ball will likely be feature, uh, future endeavored. 
However, there may be a silver lining. It's been reported that Beach Ball is expected to wrestle Kota Ibushi at a DDT show later this year. Uh, that from NDQ21 on Reddit. I think that's what that says. My eyes that are all works. blurry. <laughs> I, was, I was reading on my Kindle the whole way to Niagara Falls and back, and now like I can't see shit. Anyway. <laughs> I don't teach you to try to read. I know, right? <laughs> Uh, I was reading a book about the Montreal Screwjob <laughs> called Titan Screwed. It's uh, it's available on uh, Kindle uh, Unlimited right now if you have a subscription to that. Uh, according to this report at Sports Illustrated, it was John Cena himself who called for an end to Beach Ball Corbin's push, saying he wasn't ready for the spotlight and the main event scene. If he didn't, if he did say it, I don't disagree disagree with him. Oh, God. I forgot I made that edit. <laughs> uh, Big Cass has already had surgery on his torn ACL. He'll be out of action nine months. Injury rehab? Well, as it turns out, you can't teach that. You just gotta do it. Sorry. <laughs> uh, Low-key apparently left GFW at this week's TV tapings. Some say it's a money dispute. Others say it's frustration with how he's been booked creatively. An update noted he is fucked since they won't release him until his contract is up for the current round of tapings in November. Ending in November. Yeah, I don't know much more. There's something going on. That's I don't even know that TNA's on the air. Yeah, I, 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 I don't heard about it, so I don't really know much of the details. He was involved with the last thing I saw from TNA, which was Jim Cornette showing up and... Uh, Saying, okay, well, because you're the number one contender, you're going in last in this uh, thrown-together uh, gauntlet match for the world title. The vacant world title. Vacant. Oh, okay. What, what a week to be... Joke. What a week for vacant. Huh? How about that? <laughs> vacant lost the uh, TNA world title on Thursday, but he got the NXT women's title. <laughs> Uh, can we all agree that beach balls are the worst flying objects that New York City has ever experienced? Uh, that comes from All Cats Are Good on Reddit. Yeah, I can't think of a worse one. No, no, yeah, not offhand. Not, no. not at all, no. I was talking to my kid about 9-11 the other day, and then I realized that it happened before she was born. Oh. <laughs> Like, God damn, where does the time go? It goes on the internet and then you relive it via time hop. This is true. <laughs> or it goes into a Jay and Silent Bob movie. Mm, that too. <laughs> My jungle love. <laughs> we are, we are. <laughs> ah. Well. We ended earlier than I anticipated. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Especially because yeah. we didn't hit break song till way after 3 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, well. I've got scripts to read about Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather anyway, so... <laughs> there you go. Yay. I, I, I get paid to talk about the fighters who were in last night's fight. I got the script before the fight... With a 24-hour delivery time, and the guy messaged me today like, Hey, have you started yet? I, I, I messed up, and here's uh, some information 
that I need to change in the script. Like, okay, so clearly it's not about, uh, it, it doesn't actually have to do with the fight. <laughs> oh, I thought you were saying that the fight was scripted. Everything's a work. Everything's a work. Everything's a work, man. Everything. <laughs> the NFL's a work. You notice the last, like, five Super Bowls all ended the same? That <laughs> the game ended? Yeah, it usually does. <laughs> no, I'm talking about a team winning, damn it. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. Speaking of winning, Yankees are up 8-1 uh, to one over Seattle. I, I heard them in the. I heard the Yankees and the Orioles were the undercard on the uh, Floyd May, Floyd Mayweather fight last night. Oh right, they had that little fucking thing. I didn't see it. My my grandma, uh, when I called my grandma to, to arrange when she was getting my kid, it was like, okay. Uh, she said, "Do you watch baseball?" Said, no, like baseball's that thing in between the end of hockey season and the start of football season. <laughs> And she says, well, there was a, you would have liked the game last night. There were all these fights between the Yankees and the Orioles and like, <laughs> like how many fights they have? I thought it was just the one thing. There's more. Eh? I guess there was like three. That, that's what my grandma said. I don't know. I, I'm, I, I, my grandma's pretty, pretty trustworthy. So I'll take her word for it. Oh, uh, Coaster Falls baseball. <laughs> what happened there? Oh, I don't know about that. I was watching the, the World Cup. Well, pro wrestling World Cup, I, I should say, not well, well, I thought not the, the fight triple. was wasn't this like like on Thursday or Wednesday or something? I thought the fight was last night. No, the well, the, was, the fight in the Yankees game was like Friday. Night. One, yeah. Yeah. It was <laughs> Thursday or Friday. I guess well if you didn't see anything about it I I saw somebody comment something about it on on Facebook and then heard about it in passing briefly from some news, but I, I never really took the time to look into it. Maybe that wasn't with the Orioles, because the Orioles and the Yankees uh, had a brawl on May 19th. Yeah, yeah, the Orioles are playing uh, Boston right now. The Yankees had a brawl with the Orioles on May 19th, 1998. What do you know about May 19th? <laughs> I know the Yankees and the Orioles had a fight on that day in, in 1998. The Yankees and the Tigers. Oh, well, that's what... Okay, the Tigers. I don't know where I got the Orioles from. Oh, uh, Google. Google. Three, day, three days ago. Baltimore, Detroit. Same thing, right? Well, because I typed in Yankees-Orioles, and that's why it gave me the 1998 one. <laughs> Mike, Mike Well, I should know this guy's name. I have him in baseball pool, but whatever. Um... Bench clearing for all. Meanwhile, yada, yada. Noel's just trying to make me laugh so much via text right now. Trying to get me to laugh out loud on the show. So, shout out to her. I told her I would. And she wanted me to say that I am the click commander. <laughs> That's what I hear. Like literally two seconds ago is what I heard. How many Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back references can we make in the last segment of this show? <laughs> Five. Go. Well, we're already at two. <laughs> oh, I guess we fucked that one up. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, JT does the 15 bucks, little man, so we've done three. 20 bucks, little man, yeah. so I can pretend that I have fans. Yeah, so that that's three. <laughs> but, that was, but that was in Clerks as well. Something mm. like that was in Clerks. I guess it counts because they redid it, but... Yeah. yeah, it all comes full circle, Jerk. Yep. <laughs> well, then. We're I think really padding the hell out of the end of the show. I, I think we've covered all our obligations for this episode, so uh, <laughs> I think we're done here. All right. Come on, outro music, play. There it is. I'm at Think So Joe for at El Generico, at L, uh, at Random Redhead, at G of the Internet, at Book Junkie Jaina, and at Mark underscore Noise, who will be back eventually. And we hope Jaina's safe. Uh, we are at Board Wrestling Fan, that's Board Wrestling Fan Without Vowels, Facebook.com slash Board Wrestling Fan, Jaina and all of our friends in South Texas. <laughs> uh, listen to this podcast every Sunday, 2 p.m. Eastern, BoardWrestlingFan.com. And download us where you can download podcasts. I see ya. And we're clear. <laughs>